next. This is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Taylor Stern, and Rob Phillips. Welcome, everybody, into the SWBC Mortgage Studio. It is Friday here, the last Friday of 2017 and the last Friday of the 2017 season for the Dallas Cowboys. How's everyone feeling about that today? Um, No? No, you're not. Bittersweet? Yeah. Ambivalent? It's been a long journey. It certainly has, Brian. It has. I mean, mean, we we started, yeah, we we were a team that played five games the preseason. True. Didn't even forget. Had a Hall of Fame Owner, general manager. I mean, a lot of things we've been. You went through court cases. You learned legal terms. You learned what's right, what's wrong. I mean, there's so many things that we've kind of thought. Protest. And, yeah, protest. You've learned about yeah, standing, kneeling, sitting. You know, a lot, lots going on in this. Injuries. injuries. In, oh, yeah. injuries. That's yeah. true. Yeah, and that's it's 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 taken its toll. It's been a roller coaster. So. It has. Again, now you have another season, and this is kind of what you just said because I forgot about that. You had five preseason games. I know yeah. you didn't play the Houston one, but that was still an exhausting day for everyone. And it was difficult for everybody. It was a hard week because for of Texas. the state. Yeah. yeah, and then you know the the Cowboys turn around as an organization. Mickey and I were doing a game, uh, you know, at the AT and T Stadium practice, there, the yeah. practice game, and raising money and all that. And yeah, it was just a, it was a really unusual start to the year. There were so many unknowns, and the, you know, some of the things that we thought. We're going to be okay. Really, weren't okay. And some of the things that wow, Jalen Smith's really playing 16 games, huh? Okay. Yeah. So I mean, it, it was that kind of. It's it's been that kind of season, and I, I think that there's a lot of people that are willing to say, let's put this behind us and try and focus in on next year. So what I was going to say too is another year now that the yeah. teams that participate in the Hall of Fame game in the preseason do not make the playoffs. Yeah. Is that a thing? Is that's that a, a, that's that's a, a trend? Thing. Now, there's never been one to make the Super Bowl. There might have been a few that have made the playoffs here and there. Mm-hmm. Now, people might be like, well, the Packers made it a few years ago. They didn't end up playing the game. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. canceled. Yeah. So. Um, More importantly, the NFC East defending champions have not repeated since 2004. Wow. Yeah. Philadelphia, right. That's crazy. That's parody for you. That was that's a the NFL team last year, too, Philadelphia. A lot of questions at quarterback. Was he the right guy? Now he's your MVP candidate, and likely with him being out, the Philadelphia's, they're, to me, they're done. I just watching them play, they're done. Every year it makes you admire what the Patriots do every single year. Sure. It's, it's mind-boggling what they've been able to do for 15 years. When you think about how difficult it is to put together back-to-back playoff seasons, just two in a row, you know, and, and the Cowboys are trying to get back-to-back winning seasons for the first time in eight years. And they still won't go to the postseason. It's it's a hard league. It's set up to allow teams to bounce back every year. And the competition rises and falls. And it's it, it's really hard to maintain that level of success. Yeah, I was sitting next to Mickey on Sunday. And that was right after the Jags – or it was right before the Jags game was going to start, but they'd already clinched. Mm-hmm. And then the Rams had just won. And Mickey goes, when was the last time that both the Jags and the Rams won division titles? And we looked it up. It was 1999. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Greatest show on turf. Yeah. You know, it's funny about that, too. Think about this. What if the Chargers get into the playoffs? So you had two teams. When's the last time in L.A.? You think about L.A. They have two teams that nobody really gives a damn about. 
And they both could be in the playoffs. They both could be in the playoffs, yeah. I mean, it's just been that kind of a year where – and you know what? You knew that some teams – that's just the way the NFL is. Teams improve, you know, whether it's coaching, whether it's talent acquisition, whether it's a new general manager. You know, I I talked to Les Snead, who's a GM in the Rams. He thought he was going to get fired this time last year. I mean, he was worried. I mean, he's like, well, they're going to bring in a new coach and they're going to bring in a guy who wants power and I'm going to lose my job and all that. And now all those guys with what McVay's done, you know, they've just think, turned things around and everything's all happy and bright there. You've got the NBA ramping up where there's two teams really that can win the title probably. And the NFL is the exact opposite. Yeah, I mean, it's, so true. it's literally 32 teams every year you think has a shot. And I, maybe you want to take the Browns out of that mix. Maybe it's 31. They're, they're struggling, but it's, it's parody. It's, it's the way the cap works and that's great, but it's hard to, maintain that level of success and the Cowboys are going to enter the offseason in the same boat they always do probably a third of this roster is going to change we're, yeah. going to, we're going to see a lot of these guys for the last time on Sunday and then Monday when they clean out their lockers and have their exit interviews so your New England thing's causing me to think when, when would be the last time they didn't qualify for the playoffs I want to say it's 2005 when Matt Castle yeah they were 11 and five they were 11 okay. and five and they won now. 11 so games without Brady yeah. so here's my question how many times has another team from the AFC East qualified as a wild card team? Well, last uh, two Miami. years, Dolphins went to Dolphins went to it was uh, it last year the Dolphins Miami. went to to Pittsburgh last year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the year before, the Jets ended at ten and six. They were knocked out because the Bills beat them in. Week so they 17. didn't qualify. Well, hey, the Jets the Jets got to a couple. AFC I wish I had games. my book right now here yeah. to answer my own question. They got to because a co- my feeble memory doesn't help me. Yeah, I know that I know that Miami got in last <laughs> year with, with with oh, against Pittsburgh. Yeah, last year, right yeah. as a wild card. as a wild card. Yeah, my my point is, there hadn't been many challenges to New England in that division for a decade. Yeah, well, they've been pretty good regardless. They have. Yeah, I mean, but why are you- there hasn't been another team to say, "Oh, maybe we're going to split with them and we got a chance to win the division." I think the biggest I think the biggest thing I had with this division if you asked me the preseason to rank where and I did the talent level of okay, who were the four of rank the four teams in the division of talent. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have an idea how you would do that? I know what I did. I knew the Giants were top two. I, Giants were my, my number two team. Yeah. I thought the Cowboys coming in, and then the Giants were number two. Because I actually defense. had yeah, I had Philly, and then you know, I mean, it, it's crazy to believe that the Giants were as bad as they were. I think we felt like their defense could carry them again, and you still have Eli Manning. But we pointed out week one the deficiencies they had up front and their running game. And then you lose a couple receivers and you get banged up. This is what happens. I mean, yeah, but yeah. before they lost those receivers, everybody was like, oh, look at those receivers they brought in. Yeah. You know, oh, they, how are you going to Brandon stop Marshall. And, and then, we kept and, saying, and, and, oh, yeah. offensive line, how yeah. are you going to protect the quarterback? Right. And right. then their defense was going to be out of this world. True. And, and it wasn't. And then they suffered some injuries I on think, offense. I think the point I'm trying to make is the talent level in this division as opposed to the AFC East. Is that fair yes. to say? Yes, yes. That the, that the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Jets just aren't as talented as the Giants, the Redskins, you know. Well, just look Eagles. who's playing quarterback for those teams. Yeah. You got a Hall of Famer and Eli Manning, whether you like yeah. it or not. Yeah, and then – no, 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 I mean in the AFC East. Oh, yeah. yeah. Jay I mean. Cutler. Cutler comes off the couch. Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. 
up and down season. And then there. the Jets is McCown. It's right? one of the McCowns. I didn't mean to start this conversation by minimizing what the Patriots have done. For no, them. I'm not trying to minimize. No, them, no, but they haven't been challenged. Is what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. I think they've been challenged in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. They've been challenged. Yeah. Yeah, but, but they, they've, the, they've, they've had to go win a game at Denver. No, I the reason I said that was because of what's happened in the NFC East. It's been a different champion every year. Yeah. Somebody has been good enough to win it. Probably need to focus on this team, Tay. I'm sorry we took it. No, no. I mean, you know, it is what it is. What's going on in this team right now is a lot to do with what's going to happen in 2018. We look at Tyron Smith and Orlando Skandrick placed on IR today. Yeah. Des Bryant is back at practice today after missing yesterday with the tendonitis. And right. You know, it's, it's an up-and-down season, and I think we all kind of expected that with Orlando and Tyron for this week. But what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, this, you know, I give Tyron Smith a lot of credit for trying to do what he could do. You know, I feel like that he – Seriously. Yeah, every week it was a challenge for him. <clears throat> Excuse me. They tried, to, uh, they tried to balance practice for him. They tried to make it as – make him as comfortable as possible to play for these games. He clearly wasn't the same player. You know, and, and there were times where he, Tyron was outstanding, and there were times where you could say, okay, did the bat cause him problems here? Did just the matchup cause him problems here? He wasn't the same player that we've seen from him before. And I think with a back injury, you have to have some concern. Offensive line, he plays a position where he leverages people, you know, and will his back hold up? Sound like that he doesn't need surgery, but, you know, Jason Garrett didn't rule anything out. You know, he said, hey, this is something, you know, we talk about another day, but. I think it's a credit to him to try and play. Skandrick, to me, you know, anything I say about Skandrick is taken as sour grapes because of my relationship or lack of with him. But I, I think this was a really a failed year for him. He got the captaincy ship. I, I've said that a bunch, you know. And then the, the young kids have come in. It, it's ended his career, and he's had a very good career here. He really has. You know, whether, whether you like his personality or not or whether you get along with him or not, but he has had a good career here. And if it is his last campaign with the Cowboys, you know, I'll remember him as a good football player here. Well, the IR thing's insignificant. They were both going to be inactive. Yeah. So it was just basically a vehicle to give two guys on the practice squad basically a $20,000 Happy New Year gift. Yeah. That's a because nice Because they, they get to get on the 53-man roster. Who knows if they'll be active on, on game day or not. I think Lenore has a chance. I think he does, especially if Noah Brown remains sick. Ill. Yeah. Well, yeah, Noah Brown, Cole Beasley's sick too. Right. And Cole Beasley's the one that hadn't practiced all week. And Butler hadn't played in f seemingly forever. Yeah. Three weeks. Yeah. Three so weeks. maybe they need another wide receiver. Yeah. Trayvon Johnson, has got a chance to be up this week? Special the linebacker. Teams. Yeah. yeah. Taking Durant's spot. Yeah, I think that, well, Durant has so been an inactive been, every week. Yeah, he hadn't been playing. So, either. yeah, I mean, but you have to figure out, you have to figure out where, uh, you know, where you can add him to the mix. Uh, you know, I, I, I just don't get the feeling, you know, when you, when you start. The one guy, like I say, the reason why I said Lenore, and I'm sorry, I'm going to get to your answer. I, I swear I am. But the one guy I get the feeling that practices with the first team and gets first team work is Lenore. That's, and then the other ones, Kadeem Edwards and stuff like that, I, I just think like Tay was saying and Mickey was saying a nice thank you very much yeah. for being a hard worker all year long. And then it also doesn't have to make them uh, sign future – I mean, the future contracts, they could say, okay, we've got those two guys taken care of. Let's focus on some of the other guys. But uh, I, I, don't, I don't see – I don't see – 
him being an active guy. I, he, I he's a don't. more 2018 guy. Yeah, I mean, future the, contract. The prop, he's not going to make you not draft a linebacker. You, you know what I'm right, saying? Right, I mean, right, right. you know, he's going to be part of. Okay, come in and compete. Come in and be a guy. And obviously, they liked him enough to say, "Hey, we want you around here." And they were willing to say, "Justin Durant, thank you very much, but we need your spot." And Justin Durant was probably happy to give it to him. Talking about scandal. I mean, that guy could play. I mean, if they wanted to get him active, special teams. Yeah. You know, you've seen March Lillard. Yeah. What were you going to say, Rob? Well, just you mentioned Skandrick, and he basically spoke in past tense yesterday. Sure he did. About his time with the Cowboys. He's smart. He knows he's under contract. He doesn't know what's going to happen. I guess there's always a chance he's back. But, uh, you know, he thanked the Joneses for his time with the organization if he is uh, let go or potentially traded. We'll see. Uh, Jerry was asked about it on the fan this morning, and, and basically Jerry just said he's under contract, and that's where we are. So we'll see what happens. I think Skandrick recognizes the youth movement that we've seen in the secondary over the last month. And he said those – I mean, he admits those guys are playing well. So it might be time to move on. We'll see. He might have played his last game in Dallas. Well, I think he, in his mind he has. Yeah. I, I think it was in his mind three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He was done. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to go play. He was going to make a business decision. Yeah, it's like if I'm going to if I'm going to have a chance to be traded or a chance in free agency if I'm released, I want to make sure I'm healthy. Yeah, I don't want to go into there with you know questions, a bad back. Yeah, so I don't think he wanted to play. Yeah, it wasn't that they didn't let him play. I don't think he wanted to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. always one of the interesting characters, and I, and I mean I mean that in respect. I really do. I respect the way the guy played. He, he but he's a smart guy. He's been he, injured he's, a lot. Had be- seriously. Yeah, you know, he's he's played through some things. But you know what he realizes? He's one of those guys. He's not one of those guys that walked in here with with blinders on. He he walked in here. He was he had a chip on his shoulder the immediate the day he got here. He was a fifth round pick out of Boise State. Felt he should have been drafted a lot. Felt, higher. And he and he and he felt like he got blackballed. He'll even say it. He felt like he got blackballed at Boise. You know? Yeah, Boise. Yeah. yeah, coaches didn't talk about me nice, and you know, blah blah blah. He always had a chip on his shoulder. I respect him for that, you know. But I but, respect him for playing nine years with the same team. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, and and, and that, you know, he's always kept his salary where he you know, there was never a question about letting him go. It was never like, boy, he makes too much money. It was he always kind of did his deals in two like, year increments. It and, gave him extra years. Yeah, the, yeah, the sure, you, yeah, whatever. sure, you could yeah. take money from me, but you're going to give it back to me. And he would get it back double or triple what it was. And he, you know, he never made enough plays on the ball. He never intercepted the ball. He's kind of the typical cowboy cornerback that we've seen in the last 10 years. You know, just never made enough plays. Okay, but, and but, here's the other thing, and I'm sure they'll consider some of this. They have to be very careful and not be cavalier about getting rid of guys and putting more dead money into the salary cap. Sure. Because they will start the year, as soon as the year starts, with $14 million in dead money already yeah. for 2018. Yep. Skandrick will be roughly another four right. if he's not here, unless he's a June 1 designation. I think where's that's the, what we'll see. Where's the other dead money coming from? Romo. Romo. Thornton. And... Those are your big two, I believe. There was two guys that had the same amount. Um wasn't Nolan Carroll, but that yes, was – Yes, and it was Carroll. Yeah. Those, those, four, those three guys are nearly $14 million in dead money. Yeah. Nine of it's Romo's. Yeah. Wow. And then the other, the other two guys is two and a half and two. 
Yeah. I think so. You have to be careful, you know, when everybody talks about Dez, okay? That's another eight. Yeah. You know, you talk about Crawford. That's, I don't, I don't that's another see, six. I don't see Dez as being a guy that's going to be released. I don't either. That's I me. I don't either. Now, but, but the way the way things have gone for Orlando Skandrick, yeah, I do. I, I felt like that was a leading And I understand what he's saying. The other day yeah. When Dez was asked that a little bit. The way he was asked? Yeah, the way he was asked. You know, if you go back and listen to it, I mean, I don't know who asked this specific question, but it was kind of like, hey, you think you're going to be here or not? You know, you, you give that answer like, it's so uncertain for these guys. You know, if he's like, Hell yeah, I am. You know, and yeah. he said I believe in me. But my next, my my answer to that would have been next question. Yeah, yeah. I don't have to answer that. Marvin Lewis. It's contract right? stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know, are you willing to take a pay cut? Yeah. Next question. Yeah. I don't have to answer that. Sure. That's hard. Then that question is like, what kind are of are none of your are? business? What are because it's like if well, you're there's... willing to take a pay cut, do you believe in yourself? Are you not well, really strong enough? There's a way. There's a way to work around that. I you know, know. We all know I the know. answer. We all know the answer. Hey, listen, it's it's something in the off season. That's not way above my pay grade. Yeah, that's not. If, Even you know, if I take a pay cut. I mean, you know, the owner has an open door policy. The head coach has an open door policy, and you know, own the. The player and the and the, the head coach have already spoken. I think the next thing that's going to happen is the player's going to talk to the owner general manager. Well, Jerry was very yeah. uh, very supportive of Dez on the fan. Sure, he was. Said he had a lot, has a lot left in the tank. Uh, feels like he's really evolved since he's been here. I talked about his maturity. Did, did was not concerned about his comments that he made, and, and that was about a 15-minute interview with reporters earlier this week. Can I can I throw something out? Did Tony Romo have a problem throwing the ball to Roy Williams? Ooh, that's going back a little ways. Mickey? He never really connected with Roy Williams, did he? Yeah, but I think there was some Roy Williams problems. There. Uh, okay, I'm just saying, though, Dez and Dak, we make a big deal about that. Yeah, but they had no problem connecting last year. No, I'm just saying, though, I'm just saying, when you bring up the lack of connection, Romo has had his issues with other receivers before. I'm just saying, it happens with quarterbacks and receivers. I hadn't thought of that. You know, when we talk about Tony, it's always in the vein. Roy Williams of, was a bust here. Let's all, be honest it's, about it's that. It's always in the vein of with Tony. It's like, well, Tony threw this guy open. And well, Tony, Tony, and, Tony made, and Tony made that kid they got from San Diego. Uh, LaRon Robinson. LaRon Robinson made him, you know. A lot of money. I, that's fair. Yeah. But I'm saying – they made a big commitment to go get Roy Williams. They made a big commitment to pay Roy Williams. That never worked out. No. And, and a lot of it was not on just totally on Roy Williams. Tony Romo had trouble throwing him the football. You know what? You're, you're start, it's starting to come clear again. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, Roy's production was not good when he was here. It was terrible. Yeah. It was a terrible get. It was a terrible trade. It was a terrible extension of a contract. I think they re-signed him before sure he they really, did. really got there. Sure they did. No, that was part of the trade. Yeah. He was. He in came the last in. I gave another contract. Yeah. Detroit. By the way, Detroit didn't want him anymore. I'm just telling you though that quarterbacks and receivers, especially elite receivers, don't always mesh. Can you fix it, or just go back to where it was? I mean, yeah. what happened? Explain it to me. Offensive line. Yep. I think that was a big problem. He he's right. He said this all along. Offensive line is why your season is the way it is, in my opinion. Your left tackle situation, your left guard situation, you're waiting on your right tackle to get better. And it finally happened, but yeah. it took a while. It took. It was too late. You'd already. You'd already spent games. You'd already spent games trying to fix the thing. Yeah, but but I I'm mean, just it, saying. I'm just saying when you want to dump on Dez about the connection with Prescott. 
Go back and remember if you're if you're a Tony Romo fan, go back and remember his problems with Roy Williams. Remember that. Because they were big. Well, that's a perfect segue because we are going to get into whether Dez will be playing or not and who else will be playing or not coming this Sunday. When we come back from our first break, stay tuned. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. Ice cold Dr. Pepper and the Dallas Cowboys go way back. They belong together, like Texas in football, silver and blue, shotgun formations and Hail Marys. Having a Cowboys football party without Dr. Pepper is like having Thanksgiving without the Cowboys. Basically, we wouldn't recommend it. So next time you have a tailgate, home gate, or whatever else kind of gate, grab some ice-cold Dr. Pepper for you and your friends to enjoy. It's a Dallas Cowboys tradition. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. This is Talking Cowboys. A true cowboy loves his freedom, and Tommy John gives you that feeling of freedom where it counts <laughs> with a contour pouch and fabrics you can barely feel. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Thank you, Rob. The Do last they keep you warm? I don't know. But we may need them for Sunday. The last time you'll read that in 2017. Oh, no. I know. I know. That's depressing. You're not going to come here on New Year's Eve and do a show? <laughs> Would you like to join me? You're going to do it. You can read it on your yeah. pre-game, pre-game show. show right? Yeah, we'll do pre-game. How about that? Better, Brian can do it from better, the star. Better dress warmly. All right, guys. What's well, the last practice of the season? And Des Bryant returned. Is he going to play on Sunday? <laughs> wow. Are you, are, you, are you waiting with bated breath to find out that answer? My extremely intelligent colleagues here are going <laughs> to give you the scoop what do y'all think? I was going to say, what What does it matter? I'm going to say it yeah. matters. I think he plays. I, I think he plays. I think he plays. I think he's got something to prove. And then I think, you know, listening to Jerry today, they want to get to 9-7. and seven. Yeah. They don't want yeah. that 8-8 eight and eight no. hanging over their head no. all off season long. Now, I do think that that's still doable. You know, a 9-7 and seven record for this team is still doable in this game. Yeah. No, it is. I mean, it, it, yeah, depends a lot on two. What's Philly going to do? That, I, that's I, what I, we I, don't know. I still haven't seen a, a definitive uh, yay or nay. I think some of it, it does kind of sound like Foles is expecting to get more work, at least at some point throughout this game. And then when do they give way to? Nate Sudfield. Yeah. I think 
I mean, what I read this morning, they were sort of pointing out what we've been pointing out. He didn't look all that good in this last right, game. Right, right. That's Passing. the report. But if you listen to the Philadelphia players talk, they sound very familiar to how the Cowboy players talked last year. Like giving this. lip service to yeah, it? Yeah, like, oh, it. this is an important game. You got to go out there and win and all. No. Have but, to go into that bye week. Let me, let me tell you this. As soon as Lane Johnson has that one missed block, and Nick Foles gets hit right in the face by Demarcus Lawrence trying to get 16 sacks. It's Doug Peterson's going to take that visor off his head and go, Nate, 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 where are you? Get ready. Nate's already going to have his helmet on. They're, they're already yeah. that, that team in Philadelphia is already a, a very handicapped and wounded team without without Carson Wentz playing quarterback. I bet they try to set, to rest as many guys on defense. Yeah, because that's definitely that's going to be their calling card, right? Oh, that they're going to have. They're not going to score. They're they're not going to score enough points. That's Jenkins. the problem. That's the problem. You mean Sunday or in the playoffs? In the playoffs, not with Nick. Not with that guy playing quarterback. The belief is there. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I I'm relying on. I'm, I'm thinking maybe they're a complete enough team to get to the NFC Championship game, and we'll see what happens at home. But I, I you're right. They're not the same with Wentz. There's no question about it. Who's going to be the sixth seed in this thing? Who do you, who do you predict will be the sixth seed of the teams? Atlanta or Seattle? Atlanta. Seattle. Uh, Atlanta. So you think they're going to beat Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're going to win at home. All right. Okay. Atlanta's offense against, you know, Atlanta's defense versus that offense? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Who's Seattle playing? The 49ers? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. No, no. The Rams are playing the 49ers, so they're playing the Cardinals. Is it? Oh, is that right? No, no, no. That's right. It's the other way. They're playing the 49ers. You sure? I thought that the 49ers were upset that the Rams. Why are do sitting... I have to guess? I, I'm sorry, I didn't bring my phone. It's all right. It's okay. I can look it up. Keep I, talking. I just read somewhere that the 49ers were upset that the Rams were sitting all their guys. Yeah. Because it was like, oh yeah, it is the Cardinals Sunday 3:25. So the C- Seattle's playing the Cardinals at home. At home. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. After what you saw with Seattle's defense. Yeah, they played well. Yeah. Pass rush. Yeah. Can they score enough points on, on the road in that, a that, playoff game? I, I, I will take my chances with Russell Wilson playing against Nick Foles. That's just me. I'll well, take my chances with, with uh, the reigning MVP last year playing against Nick Foles. 49, 49ers are at the Rams. If, this, if, Carson, if, if Carson Wentz was in this game, you could ticket them to probably be going to the Super Bowl. But he's not. It's Nick Foles. Should've Miraculous gotten, comeback. It should have gotten you a Foles jersey for Christmas. Yeah, it's Nick Foles. Okay. It's Nick Foles, All right. Nick, Nick might as well be Nick Fails. Wow. Get ready. That is a drop, Kent. Yeah. Keep it. Nick Keep Fails. Keep it forever when we're sitting here at Super oh, people, Bowl people weekend. Oh, people caught on with the Bucks thing, too, that we were doing. That was all yeah, When that was going on, <laughs> you saw that one on Twitter. Here smart, I am. Smart fans out there. Here I am saying the Falcons are going to be the sixth seed, and I just never believed in Matt Ryan. Yeah. MVP. The big question is, though, can the Browns win one? Who are they playing? Steelers. Oh, but or the Steelers we'll... might sit everyone, right? No, they've got to win. they got to win. No. They have a chance. Bless to... the Browns. They, they have a chance for home field. For home field. Bless the Browns. Hugh yeah. Jackson, uh, jump in Lake Erie. That was the bet, right, that he made with himself? <laughs> They're a win. <laughs> he made a See, bet and, with himself and, to jump in the lake. If and they, they go 1-15 again. And they can't pull off because they're playing at the same time as the Patriots. Sure. So, for some odd reason, the Jets beat the Patriots. If they win, they get home field, right? Yeah, that ain't happening. Bless them. Bryce Petty at quarterback, who I liked at one time. Not anymore? 
You got Katie Cannon as receiver <laughs> on the practice squad. It's like gum on my shoe. I can't get rid of him. I oh. love Brian right now. Brian, let's talk about something funny then. Let's talk about the <laughs> locker room drama that's just around this league. Yeah. That we've never – I feel like I haven't seen before with Eli Apple, Landon Collins. You're talking about Earl Thomas. You talk about all these guys. What's going on? They – why are they fighting? Welcome to the NFL. Well, I'll tell you what it is. Egos? To me, it's, it's where – it's your line of work. And I mean this in Oh, I completely in, agree. And in, in your line of work and in, in respect to you and what you do, because it's very important to what we do here at the Dallas Cowboys and to the fans. Uh, but there's so many people now. There's the day of a Mickey Spagnola working for a newspaper, walking in there and being one of three or four guys talking to players, has now turned into a gaggle of reporters who really don't Report. have, have business being in that locker room. Yeah. And, and, I, and I think that's where the relationships that he built in the 90s and newspaper men and women made through the 90s is a testament to them. Now it's a, let's see if we can draw players off sides. Let's see if we can make them feel uncomfortable. Let's see if let's we can. Let's put a bite. Let's, let's TMZ this if we can. Yeah. You know, and I think that's where we've, we've come. And that's why you have drama. Because what happens is these players, like a Landon Collins, who, who might have saddled up with Mickey and or uh, Bob Glauber of uh, Newsday. Is that his name? Bo- yep. Bob yeah. Glauber. Yeah, of Newsday or whatever he's with. Might have saddled up to him and said, you know what? That Eli Apple is he's a, not a good cancer. Guy. He is a bad guy. Well, how do you want me to report that? I don't care how you do it, Bob. He is a bad guy. Well, nowadays, you just have to say it. And then it's taken in a way tweets that and yeah, tweets and texts and whatever. It, or they don't bother telling anybody. They just tweet it themselves. I know. And see, that's yeah. the sad thing. You know, I completely agree. Obviously, social media is it has a great positives. You know, you're able to do things like quickly. raise money news for the quickly. hurricane, yeah, yeah. find news quickly. Yeah. But all of this drama does stem a lot from this, you know, the quick bites and, oh, Eli Apple's mom tweets too much and, yeah. you know, all this different stuff. And it's. Like, that's where it just needs to be. We know too much information. Well, I, I think the NFL needs to put into place a stronger social media policy with the players, with the players, because they late. have one on the clubs. It's it's probably too late. You're it's right. Too late. It Why? is too late. Can't put the genie back in the bottle. Well, uh, there's more vehicles for it now, but this is what happens when you lose and when you have a miserable season. Guys are going to point fingers at each other. It's happened throughout the history of sports. But there's also mm-hmm. money and, involved. Huh? People are looking when they're trying to market their guy. They're going, "Oh, look how many followers he has! If he's doing this, Instagram models. This is this is how <laughs> no this is how 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 much exposure you can get for your product with my guy. That's yeah. a I'll great point. You those agents are in these guys' ears, telling them, "Oh yeah, go ahead, use Twitter, well, get you, followers. We want followers. You get followers, you get endorsements. Well, yeah. players and players have also figured out to be controversial is a way if you're outside the Skip Bayless. Yeah, if, well, players. Well, what I'm saying is yeah. they see that, yeah. too. Yeah. If you want to get on the NFL network, be a controversial guy. Be a guy that's not afraid to say what's going on here. <laughs> Have the Falcons and Panthers already started? No, that's a whole game. Oh. I saw a tweet today. It was hilarious. The headline, DeMarcus Ware, you know, he's been doing some different things with NFL Network. It said, DeMarcus Ware puts the end to the Waterburger in and out debate. I was like, what? Who cares about this? Right. Who is reading this article? Somebody's clicking on it. Clickbait, agent, huh? Agent, yeah. It's it's Let's so get right. attention. That's the problem, though, and it's a pro- it, it happens in this locker room as well. It does. Look, it it's does. happening all over the world right now. It's happening all in it, our all government. it is is entertainment now. Reporting and journalism is out the window. It's yeah. it's gone. 
Yeah. The lines are blurred. There's no question about it. The lines are blurred. Everybody's just, trying to make money. I, I don't know why I didn't figure continued. that out. You've got it figured out. You no, I haven't. <laughs> oh, you're, the you're, abuse you're I doing get fine. On, the abuse I get on Twitter, I should make money over. Take your own advice. Yeah, go go get you some. Yeah, right. Take your own advice. Stay off Twitter. <laughs> yeah, no, I just you know I worry about it. We're looking at the draft, and you got to find these guys on social media now and see what they're saying and what sure. they're doing, and you know see what they're posting and. Well, I, I, I'll toot your horn a little bit. I know the fact that the front office guys come and talk to you about that, you know, about, you know, the social media stuff and how to the angles and stuff like that. And I think you're a very good resource to the organization. Like, hey, this is what I look at and this is what, you know, and I, I give you credit for that. If, you know, if, if, that, if that's what this has become, then it's smart from the front office perspective to say, Hey Taylor, how can you help us do this, or how can you help us do that? You know, it just it give it advice or or guidance. I think that's you're absolutely right. I think this is the way that, that things are going. Yeah, thank you. But I think you know Mickey is right too in the sense where it's like, okay, now I'm Dak Prescott. Yeah. I have five hundred thousand followers on Twitter. When I was at Mississippi State, I had maybe twenty. I don't yeah. I don't know. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure right. you guys will. But what I'm saying is then it's like the agent's like, yo, you send that deal with Keurig, you got that <laughs> thing, you got to tweet out this, you got to tweet out this. Now your social media is so different than yeah. it was even. It's about promotions, yeah. too. It's about, yeah. it's about airplanes. and What chips is he doing now? Is it tostadas or Tostitos. 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 Yeah. Tostitos, he does an air, Free, airplane. Frito lay. He'll do, he'll do lays every now and then, too. Yeah. 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 It's just a bizarre Competing world. chips, huh? Bizarre world. But that's you know you got to figure. We have out. to give Rob the time off. You the belt bowl started already. Yeah, we'll get through locker room maybe. Okay, we'll get through locker yeah. room and Monday will be garbage bag day here. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, all, it's already fourth and two by the way. Thanks, yeah. Nick. Gar- garbage bag day. It's always kind of a sad day. It's kind of like a, it's depressing. It's so depressing. It is so depressing. When I first saw that, I was like. Seriously? Why it's, do we have to be in this? It's a, it's this is strange, how it ends? It's a strange sight because, like I said earlier, a no. lot of the guys that are in the locker room, you're not going to see again. Oh, my. Because I, well, the roster naturally turns over to a certain degree every year. At the end of the Packers game last year, obviously the Cowboys were in the divisional game, so it was a little bit longer than this. But I was sitting there, and I don't know if you guys all saw it, but Brandon Carr threw his helmet onto the field and just kind of like – you know, was in a slump. Broke down. Broke down. Yeah. That's a great way to describe it. For about five minutes, I remember looking at him. That was the last time I ever saw him in person. Yeah. Yeah. Remember last year in, so um, on Garbage Bag Day, the whole media walked in, and Tony Romo was still in there, and he was walking out right as the media was walking in and said, I'm not talking, and he just walked out. And I think I turned to you, Rob, and said, I think that's the last time we're ever going to see that guy. It's, it's, re- it's really weird, yeah. and it doesn't really hit you until maybe – you get word that yeah, Tony has been released, and it's like wow, I saw him on uh, <laughs> January fifteenth, and that was it. But yeah, but you know, you get in a situation too where the players have had enough. They, when the season's over, it's over for them. I mean, it, it's not going to be over for guys like Tyron Smith and and Sean Lee and Dak Prescott. And, yeah, but it's over for it's over for those guys that are the players forty through. You know, the Bryce Butlers of the world. Bryce Butler's uh, contract is up. I don't see Bryce Butler coming back here. Jason Witten had some interesting things to say. Obviously, every season, and that's a good point about Bryce Butler. We'll yeah. look into that. But Jason Witten, every year, 15th season, I feel like the same question is asked. Are you going to be back next yeah. year? Yeah. And, you know, of course, he has a great way to put it. Like, yeah, he's got more in him. He's a tough guy. Yeah. You know, this might be a hard off season for him. But, they, yeah, there's a lot. Like I say, Rob, you guys are right. It's – you walk in there and you see those guys and then, you know, you won't see them ever again. 
You, you really won't. They become like, and then they become part of something like me and Mickey trying to remember, well, who was that guy? Who was that, you know, who was a backup, you know, three years? Who was that guy they had? Wait. Remember they used that guy as a. Who are you? Yeah, exactly. Just remember me. Richard Ash. Remember him? You remember Richard? Wilcox. Yeah. yeah. Well, Wilcox was a little Just bit. Just be ready for Sunday night on the charter flight home that uh, the gasket will blow off. All the pressure's gone. Yeah. It will not be a morgue on that last. And no, it doesn't even matter if it's New Year's. Oh, there'll be some. That just adds when up. they know it's over. Yeah, it's like they they blow off steam. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the thing about it is, it's, I mean, I've seen it too many. That's why times. I don't like going on the planes anymore. Because too many times I thought it was Mardi Gras going on the in the back anyway. You know, when I was when I was dying in the front after a loss. All right. Well, let's Aggie, go. seven to nothing. All right. Final break here. On the last Talking Cowboys of 2017, we will have a positive, uplifting third segment for you right after this. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit slash cowboys to get $10 off your first order of. $50 or more. Jack Black. Look good. Smell good. Feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit Stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer nearest you. What does it mean to be a Dallas Cowboys fan? It means you've got the passion and the heart to do your part supporting the boys no matter what. That's why when the game's on the line, you're on your feet, whether you're at home or in the stands. Actually, you're more than a fan. You are a member of Cowboys Nation, and so is AT&T, doing their part to keep you connected to America's team all season long. AT&T is a proud member of Cowboys Nation. This is Talking Cowboys. All right, we're going to feel good about this. Papa John's Pizza one more time. All right. And you need it for New Year's Eve. I wonder if we get something to go on the charter flight. Why did you make that happen, boss? Well, it's because we know that pizza with those ingredients, with those veggies, with those pepperonis and sausage, it's all going to be so fresh, whole, never frozen, 100% pork and beef. And we could have a pizza party with Papa John's. Like it. Pizza parties. Pizza parties. Rob, <laughs> is this your last Twitter poll of 2017? Yes, it is. Did we like ever decide on the one yesterday? Was that the one that was so close? Yeah, you know, dude text, or tweeted me and asked, what was your answer to that? Mine? Yeah, who do you feel best about? Offense, defense, special teams going into 2018. Oh, I, I forgot. I, I remember I danced around like yeah. I was like Fred Astaire on that one. Uh, I feel better actually about... 
It's going to sound crazy. I feel better about the defense. All right. Crazy. That's two and two. I think Tay said defense, Mickey and I said I offense. Yeah. All right. Well, today's poll related to Orlando Scandrick. Could he have played his last game with the Cowboys? We'll hmm. see. I'm curious who the best fifth-round pick in Cowboys history is, and he's part of that potential list. Oh, that's not fair. Did you research it and come up with some? No, Mickey, just guess five guys. I thought he was going to ask us. It's like, okay, well, tell me who you think it is. Well, yeah, if I wanted to enter the poll right now, but the poll's up. Okay. we got four options. Go. Go. I need some help from you and Brian probably because me and Tay <laughs> don't go as far back as you guys do. Walt Garrison, mm. Blaine Nye. Mm. Offensive lineman. Orlando Skandrick or Herschel Walker? Best fifth round pick ever. I Mickey, bet you everyone I, said Herschel Walker. Yeah. Yeah. It's Be, because, because nobody of, knew who Blaine Nye and nobody knew who, who Walt Garrison was. Walt, Garrison Walt, Walt Garrison's considered one of the all time greats. There's no it's, doubt about it. It's amazing it, that Ken's dad was so good. <laughs> Uncle Walt. Uncle Walt. <laughs> is, it, is it weird that what's the Her Herschel Walker situation? If he had been an NFL player, he would have been a first round player, right? Yes. I mean, he, he had been, already yeah. been in the U.S. Right. NFL, right. and he so was just that, eligible to be drafted in It took a flyer on it. I think. Was it 85, 84, 85? And then so they had his rights right. uh, when the USFL folded. Well, he dominates this poll, Tay. Yeah. You're right. 80%. And I think a lot of it has to do with <laughs> what they got back in the trade. Yes. Yes. It's more about, yeah, the trade that pretty much create, helped create the dynasty here in the 90s. Although he was a heck of a running back. Orlando Skandrick comes in at third with 7%. Although 10 years with this organization as a fifth-round pick in 2008, that's a heck of a career. Who were some of the other fifth-round picks that you perused over <clears throat> off the top of your head? JJ I, Wilcox? I, I, <laughs> hey, why not? I settled on those four. You don't remember others that you looked at? Uh, I'd have to go back and look. Okay. We did a top ten list on it back in the spring. On these were fifth the, round. Yeah, and these these are the top four that we came up with. What was Brady James? Was I got it. Fourth I got or it. fifth? He was fourth. Got it. Top ten fifth round picks. Rob, you said you guys did that on March 31st, 2017. Get ready for, yeah, March 31st, probably do it again. Loading, <laughs> it's loading, it's loading. Oh, is it loading? loading. Just when you oh, want it right uh, away. Yeah. I know. I know, Mick. You know what? Walt Garrison was a really, I, I can speak from experience of watching Walt Garrison play. Very physical runner. Uh, tough, yeah, because of the rodeo background and stuff like that. Blocked, blocked very well. It was one of those guys you could throw him the football. I, you know, I, I was always impressed by him just because of the toughness. Whereas I black the right way too. Good eye black when he played. So yeah, I, I liked him uh, quite a bit. Different day and age too. I think the story goes his signing bonus. It was a trailer, a horse, horse trailer, horse right? Trailer, right. It was the inline horse trailer. He still has that it. It is still on his property, property. right? In uh, I guess it's. I'm not sure if they call it Argyle or Bartonville. He was at the Cowboys game last week, guys. Yes, he was yeah. the legend of the game. He was the legend of the game. Y'all, I'm sorry, this is still loading. loading. Oh my gosh, loading. It's but no, I, and then and maybe then, I'll send it to Ken. Who else do we have? We had Scandrick. We all know about Gabber. him. Blaine Nye was a Blaine good. Blaine Nye made a couple Pro Bowls. Yeah, offensive lineman. Yeah, in an era where they, you know, where the Cowboys' offensive line was back in the day was pretty good. You know, you look at some of the guys that they had. Okay, was we got a guard. it. We got it. Yeah. Ten. Andy Frederick. He was a tackle. He never played for him. Yeah. Right. Nine. They traded him, didn't they? Matt oh, he Lear. Played. Did he play? He was on the Super Bowl team. Who was it? Matt Lear. Matt Lear. 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 Yeah. 2003. Offensive lineman. Virginia Tech. Eight. Gary Hogboom. Gary Hogaboom. Quarterback. Hogaboom. Yep. Starred on Survivor. 
Hmm. I don't know. Help, help <laughs> me. Help me get my my first job in Dallas. He was involved in one of the most debated quarterback controversies in team history. That's right, with Danny White. Danny White, yeah. Wow. Danny White was on the cover of the Dallas Times Herald uh, football preview section, and the day they were going to print, Tom announced that. Gary Hogaboom was going to be the starting quarterback. Hogaboom. I need that jersey. The <laughs> day I came in for my interview, and he said, okay, you're going to have to sit there and wait a while. we got to change our special section. There you go. Crazy. Seven, Steve Puler. Steve Puler. Puler. Yeah. He Sorry. made the list. Yeah. Uh, he was famous for getting knocked out in games. He was always like, anytime there was a big play by the Bears, it was like Steve Puler getting crushed. Jimmy got here and hated him. Yeah. Mm, That's bless. why they, they drafted Aikman and basically said, you know what? We can just trade you. And Steve yeah. Walsh, too. He, he was, he was, yes. Walsh was 89, too. Yeah, the same supplemental, supplemental draft. Supplemental, yeah. draft. Same draft. And Pleur, Pleur played at Washington. Pleur made the mistake of holding out on a contract. Yeah. <laughs> Number six is another jersey I should probably get because it's an awesome last name. Can you guess? Awesome last name, Darren Hambrick. Oh, oh my. Ooh. Darren Hambrick. A Hambrick jersey? Actually, he was pretty darn good. I know, that's it, why he's number six. He had 154 about, stops. He was a little leading tackler in 2000. Little him and his brother are a little crazy. I was going to say nutty. Crazy is yeah. probably more. Did he copyright? Did he copyright his famous yes, line? Yes, he should have. Tell me the famous line, Rob. What do voluntary mean? That's right. <laughs> when asked about why he's not at OTAs, right? Yeah, yeah. Quarterback schools probably back then. <laughs> Man, is he the best handbrake in Cowboys history? He was better than better Troy. Than Darren? Troy Hambrick? Yeah, he was better than Yeah, Darren, Darren was better than Troy, right? Yes. Yeah. Like a Hambrick. He was good. He wasn't, he's right. He's not right. He's right. He you you check that over Hogaboom? He was just a tail. That's a great last name. Like Hambrick? No, Hogaboom. Oh. But Hambrick is kind of like. Hey, he started for the Indianapolis Colts after he left here. Yeah. All right, five. Ron Springs. Really good player. Oh. Do it all player in the early 80s, y'all. Yeah, he, he was. He should have been a yeah. little higher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he yeah. was a good player. Mm hmm. Four, Walt Garrison, there you go. Yeah. a true cowboy. Yeah. <laughs> Skull dipping and all. Skull dipping and all. <laughs> Number three, Scandrick. Yes. Ten-year career hey. as a fifth-round pick. So one of those didn't make Rob's poll. Number two, Blaine Nye. Hmm. Played in three Super Bowls. Yeah. Spent his entire nine-year career with the Cowboys. Very similar to number three on this list here. Orlando they, Skandrick. They yep. didn't move around very much back in the day. There was no, no free agency. Yeah, no free agency. All right, y'all. Number one, Herschel Walker. Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be. Yeah. I, I think Herschel Walker being number one, known more for the trade than really for what kind of player he was. Is, and he, is was, that, he was good. I mean, he led him in rushing in 88. And um, he, was, he was not the same player that he was at Georgia. But, but what happened when he got here is Dorsett was here. And they shared. Yeah. 86 was a share. Yeah. And, and I'll go back and say it again. You know, through eight games, they had the number one offense in the league until Danny White got hurt in game nine against the Giants. Yep. They won one more game the rest of the year. Yep. Mm -hmm. Herschel was, I mean, he was a straight line runner. He, he couldn't make people miss. And that's why Jimmy thought, you know what? Move on. We're going to trade this guy because yeah. I can't win with him. Right. And, and and he was right, you he know. Was. And then they picked up Emmett yeah. the next year. Well, let's go to the phone lines. We have Mark from Texas on the line. What is your question? <laughs> Hello? Good answer. Did we Good make opening. you laugh? <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, well, I'm a little off topic, but uh, I wanted to ask a question about Dak and uh, 
Linehan. Uh, at the first of the year, I noticed Dak was, you know, coming up like on third down, and he would turn his back to the line of scrimmage, and I'm assuming that he's changing routes. And I just wanted to ask you all if you all thought that maybe, you know, I don't think Linehan really is a run-first offensive coordinator. I think he's really talented. But do you think they put too much on Dak, you know, something that maybe a four- or five-year quarterback is supposed to do? And if you could leave me on and let me hear your answer, I'd appreciate it. I'm on the phone. He did that early in the year when they were averaging 28 points a game in six consecutive games, right? Yeah. So, not against Denver. And when no, he I know, it, but you're not going to be perfect. Yeah. Well, it just looked to me like he all that was going through his head, and a lot of times he'd get the snap, and he wasn't making those like those head movements like he was reading the field. He looked like he got lost to me on some plays. So I don't know. I just was wondering if you guys noticed any of that. I mean, I noticed that he. I thought he was doing more at the line of scrimmage than he did last year. Sure. I, I will agree with you on that. I don't know that it was to his detriment. Um, you know, I'll go back to where Brian started the show. When your offensive line's not playing well, your yeah. quarterback doesn't have a lot of time back nope. there to look around. Nope. I think the one thing – we have to be careful of this, though. When we're talking about the offensive line – or the offense, looking back – the last six games before Zeke got suspended, he played eight games. You take after the Denver game. I think no, it was after the Arizona game. They put up thirty-one points a game, almost thirty-two points a game, and then he got suspended. And they had Tyron out, and they had Sean Lee out. That's why I want to break it into chunks because there was a large stretch of this season where this offense was putting a lot of points on the board. So I think we got to be careful when we look back and say this offense had a terrible year. They didn't respond well without Zeke for the first part of his suspension. But they were they looked like an elite offense before he went out for six games. And I think we have to remind ourselves of that. But offensive line going forward, yes, there are questions. You got to look at your swing tackle. You got to look at your left guard situation. How's Tyron's back? I mean, yes, absolutely. But they still are capable. They are still capable. The talent is still there. And I think that's what Jerry is What happened to in the Seattle week. game? I don't I don't know. I mean, I think I mean, you, you the ball had, over. Yeah, but I mean, you had you had the pieces back in place that you had success well, with. Tyron went out after three plays. Yeah, and the protection wasn't there. And was that like, game on the OC or was it on the player? Well, I think yeah, you can point out, you can make. I'm that not ar- just talking about the one play on the sequence on the on the goal line. Did but uh, overall, did did the the fact that they didn't have a good plan going into the Seattle game. Or they didn't execute the plan. I mean, I'm just asking. I'm no, not trying to be a smart A. You no, know I, I, you certainly – I'm not saying because, it's perfect, I mean, I Brian. See, I'm I saying I don't there think are three issues. turnovers were part of the plan. No, I don't think – it never is part of the plan. Well, but then that kind of screws up the plan. You, you lost three possessions. Lost them. And one, you were in scoring position. I think you can make your argument there. And you can point to the Atlanta game. That the coaches readily no, admitted. No, the coaches admit that. Readily admitted, we didn't adjust well enough. Now, they weren't expecting Chaz Green to play as poorly as he did, but they didn't adjust. So, yeah, I, you can look. You got to look at coaching. got to look at everything. But I'm just saying that so when – the turnovers are on the quarterback? No, it was on the blocking. But what was Not Rob for Dez. But I'm the, just saying when you have your pieces, and, and look, Tyron's got to be healthy, but yeah. – there are signs from this season that this offense can still be what you want it to be. Okay, Seattle was not an example of that. I'll give you that for sure. Here's the homework assignment. Whoever chooses to find out, go back and look after eight games what Prescott's numbers were. What was his quarterback rating? 
What was his interceptions to touchdown rating? There you go, Mark. Where was the offense ranked? Because I bet they were ranked in the top ten. Maybe five, six, something like that. They only threw in one clunker. It was Denver. That was it. They had they, eight they, ga- they could have very well, after eight games, been seven and one. They had some struggles in that first month. But after you know, by the Chiefs game, they were rolling. And then Zeke goes out, and it changes the dynamic, and some injuries happen, and and I'm with you. There's some things you can do better to adjust with the personnel you have. See, that's why that's why I wonder why then, why you didn't have. And Mickey said the turnovers. That's right. But why 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 did they score 12 points against Seattle? That's what I want to know. Well, and you could say you could say, but I mean, if you want to say that the Tyron Smith being out is the main reason why, but you had you had your full complement of receivers. You so, had your running back back. So one of your turnovers cost you three points, right? You were at the 20, 25 yard line, 30, right? Thirty yard line, something like that. So you had a field goal. There. You had a field. Well, we think you did. We think, yeah. Uh, the kicker missed two others. Yeah, he missed a thirty-four yarder on you. So that's. I mean, I'm not. I don't know if I'm going to get on him for the fifty yarder. Yeah, the but ball at the if, three yard line. Yeah, that's nine. And then you don't execute at the three-yard line. Well, and, and look, you settle for a field goal early in that game when you Zeke was running five, six yards a pop, and you get to the 18-yard line and you throw twice. And you could argue, keep running the guy, keep running him. So, sure. When was there's, that? There's coaching. It was the, the first field goal drive I think they had. Oh, you rattled off a bunch of runs the other day. Yeah, we're six, five, six, five, eight. You know, I mean, I heard all I heard all the numbers. He got you all the way to the 18, and you had two incompletions, and you settled for a field goal there. It was second and five at the 18. Yeah. They went it, they went empty, and he tried to throw that little out to Zeke, and he only got two two yards. So I'm with you, Brian. I mean, you you have to be careful of just saying, oh, this guy was out, so that's why they struggled. I mean, teams. Jason Witten said it yesterday. Teams, there's a lot of teams that are going to play in January that have handled. Uh, injuries and are without guys, they're still going to be in the playoffs. So, see, that's where I, that's where I'm trying to figure out when the autopsy is. How can you be so affected by two players missing time? You know, and and maybe you could throw in Smith as being that third guy. You know, Smith, Jalen, no Smith, Tyron, Tyron, Yada, Sean, Zeke, Tyron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How how do you how does a team just go to a halt? A grinding halt offensively and defensively without those guys. That those three games they lost in a row. That's were what you, so that's, alarming. That's, yes, but they they, that's, they did win you, three straight after that. If you but. figure that out, then you figured out the problems of the season. I still think it's the offensive line. Myself, third and three at the sixteen. They tried to throw the ball. Yeah, Cooper and Bell. They blitzed. Yeah, Cooper and Bell. They didn't handle the twist. The whole thing. And every just play before that was Zeke running for five and six. So yards. I was sitting there going, "Well, maybe you just run Zeke twice here, third and three. That's what I. Yeah. Whoa, depth, I think, Brian. To his point. Depth. Your depth was not as strong as you thought it was. O line depth. Everywhere. Everywhere. Linebacker depth. Here was the sick part of that Seattle game. So when they started that, so that was the start of the second quarter when that. Sure. Happened. Cowboys had eighty-five yards. 51 start, on the ground? It's the start. 51 on the ground. Yeah. And and Seattle had 22. Yeah. And all you ended up was three to nothing and with 14 11 to go in the second quarter. Yeah. Oh. A lot of empty possessions in that game. No question. 0 for 2 in the red zone. Missed he putted twice. Yeah. 
They punted seven times. So you're moving the ball. You yeah. Just weren't scoring. See, that's what, that's what I'm saying. When you when you look back, it was was the Seattle game? What was the game that should have told us what was about to happen? I thought it was always Thanksgiving. No, no, was, he means a, a, a. Was there a game that kind of should have given us a clue about the offense? About the offense. <laughs> Thanksgiving. Yeah. I mean, Atlanta, Mickey said we were missing all three guys. You're so still maybe, missing those guys in those throw three the, Throw those out. Throw that one out. See, that, that's where I'm trying to figure this out. I mean, yeah, because you could point it at Linehan. You could point it at the players. You, can, you know, there's things you could do. But until you figure that out, you know. the, what was season, the game before the Chiefs game? I think I have it. They here. won. Washington? Yeah, they, they beat put Washington. Up, put they, remember the slop points? fest in, in, at, uh, at FedEx? What so here, here been, was man. here was here was the indication of their troubles, and I don't know why it was this halftime of the second Giants game. It was ten ten. Okay. That's it, ten ten. Yeah. Okay. But then they explode, and then they explode. Yeah. They, they made them pay for a bunch of blitzes. Right. They finally hit, hit some the, big plays. They hit the big one on one coverage, but it wasn't like they just systematically moved yeah. the ball downfield. Yeah. Right. But again. There was no Zeke. Yeah. Well, guys, no Zeke. No more daily shows. We'll have our <laughs> Wait, first. Wait, Tuesday? Tuesday. I was just going to say, our first show of the weekly series coming in 2018 will be on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Join us then. We'll be recharged, refueled, re-inspired. It's a new year. It's a new year, new us. Happy new year to everybody. Safe new year. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?